That's so bad. Oh, yeah. is so bad, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of From the Tips. It's me, your boy, Brian, always joined by my fabulous co-host, Rick Landis. How are we doing? Good, buddy. We are back. We are back. Another episode in the books after today. Not in the books yet. We got a long ways to go because we have about three hours of content for you guys to listen to right now. Rick, That's Rick you, you and I both know you would not stay awake for three hours. <laughs> I, might not even not. An, I might not even make it an hour if we're being <laughs> completely honest, which people might be happy by. If um, you don't hear from Rick at the end of the episode, assume he has fallen asleep. If you hear a smack, just assume that I passed <laughs> out and I'm laying on my desk. Brian is talking by himself and you know what? He's going to kill it. Um, I would really only have to cover for five minutes. So I mean, it's fine by me. I have officially decided that I'm going to stop talking because today that's not great. We're only a minute in August (laughs) August 10th today. Can you guess what today August 10th is? Shake it. Um, I want it to be food related, but if you would, I mean, there is talking, there there is a food related item on here. Uh, However, it's national Connecticut day. So, wow. Again, I feel as if I'm being called out. <laughs> I don't know if this website that I get these days from can be edited. If one of our fans went into a website and decided to make every other day a state holiday. I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. I'd right be now. so happy. I'm definitely on punk. There's no way I'm not at this point. Um, Ash, so happy where you at? Day. Happy Connecticut Day to everybody. Uh, it's also National Schmores Day. Ooh, um, I like the accent you put on that. The shmore. Yeah, you hit that with the shmore. Um, anything else? What? I thought you were gonna make another comment. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, raising the volume in my headphones, but like also not listening to what it was you were saying. Just gotcha. Mostly okay. how loud like you, it was. You looked like you had another thought brewing in your head, and I didn't want to. I have many thoughts brewing, but most of them just probably shouldn't be spoken. Um, National Presidential Joke Day. I don't know what that is, but that's what's happening August 11th. So if anyone has any good president jokes, um, maybe stay away from the Monica Lewinsky jokes. We don't really need. Oh, those are the easiest any, ones. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. maybe try a little bit um, on that one. Uh, we have on August 12th. National Julienne Fries Day. Ooh. Which I believe is a specific cut of French fry. If I'm yes. Uh, it's it's kind of, it's, uh, how do you spell it? With an A? It's uh, J-U-L-I-E-N-N-E. Yeah, so they're like super thin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, shoestring fries, otherwise known as Julienne fries. That's strange. Um, but yeah, I like, hey, I like more fries. potato, man. But yeah. Um, it's also National Middle Child Day, to, so shout out to all the middle children who don't get a lot of attention. Respect. Uh, yeah, you guys are doing. You guys are doing great. Keep it up. We're uh, we're August, very proud of you. And yes, this super is your... proud of you. I know that means a lot coming from us. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> proud of you. 
It is on August 13th. We have National Filet Mignon Day. Filet Mignon? Filet Mignon. Woo! Uh, it's also International Left-Handers Day, so shout out to all of the weirdos that are left-handed. What is on your hat right now? Um, it's actually a tie clip. Okay. Uh, so Go. shout out to all the, <laughs> the left-handers and the fake left-handers at Phil Mickelson. Um, <laughs> on August 13th. Called him, called him a fake left-hander. That's good. Uh, yeah, Matt Matt Fisher from On the Power Play. Lefty. Fake Respected. lefty or actual lefty? Yeah, I actually don't know. I'm going to have to ask him tomorrow. Yeah. If he's like an actual left, left hand. I know he golfs lefty. Good enough. It's good enough for me. I wonder if he thinks that being a lefty is an advantage. I, you want to know what? We should ask him. We should ask write him. These down. Write these down. Write these write down. down. <laughs> write this down. Write this down. Write this down. So, anyway, <laughs> there's golf that did happen this weekend. A lot of golf, actually, since oh, the yeah. last time we spoke. Uh, Olympic golf for the women. And then two men's PGA Tour events, which is great. We love two PGA Tour events because, like we always say, usually we see someone of a lower caliber getting their first win, which we did see this week. Actually, we saw two people get their first win, one of them just at the WGC and not at the Barracuda. Um, So I guess we'll start off with the WGC then, no? We shall. That is the one that was the invitational. So that's why there was two tour stops this week uh, because obviously – you didn't get an invite, having a week off of golf, not fun. So uh, we will go over the Invitational first. It was the WGC St. Jude. Uh, and this one I put as some controversy in my notes because going on. Abraham Answer did get the win, yes. And it was in playoff fashion against Sam Birds and uh, Sam Birds, uh, Sam Burns and Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, ended up going to two playoff holes. They played 18 twice. Uh, yet again, PGA Tour, get yourself together. Um, first, the first things first, um, condolences to Sam Burns. Yeah. I hope he's doing okay right now. Uh, for yeah. those that don't know what I'm referring to, go check our Instagram page right now. I posted pain. a video uh, today. So much of pain. One of the most painful things that I've seen recently in the PGA Tour. Um, in the playoff, he lips out of one of the playoff holes to lose, which yeah, that was not fun to see. Uh, but he did get a win a few weeks ago, so I think he's doing okay. That's true, but still, like, what a painful way to go out. Yeah, just uh, being that close. You were you were literally right there. Did you see Justin's comment? Absolute <laughs> savagery. He was like, yeah, missed amateur side. It's like, okay, well, I mean, all right. I, I guess. I mean, he's do, not wrong. Do better, I guess, Sam. I don't know what to tell you. I got a good swing coach if you need one. That was literally Justin. <laughs> it was Justin's way of saying, "Don't be bitter, be better," and true, I think it's true. hysterical. So, Sam, if you need a swing coach, uh, Scramble House of Golf in, uh, in Forsham, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Um, Get there. Yeah, we can send you the AD res if you send, would like. Send send it to you. Uh, yes, but Abraham Answer does get his first PGA Tour win, so congratulations to him. And the reason that I have controversy on this one is because going into Sunday. Was Unfortunately, that? has nothing to do with Abraham Answer. <laughs> Unfortunately, has nothing to do with Abraham Answer, who I want to talk about, but this one is just far too glaring to ignore. And for those of you that thought, you know, maybe, just maybe, we'd have a stretch of time where we stop hearing about this guy, you'd be wrong. You one would week. be so... We made it one week. We made it one week <laughs> without controversy, and... uh Because he wasn't playing. Because he had COVID, so... <laughs> 
He was doing nothing. Uh, yeah, Bryson DeChambeau is at it again. Just uh, for lack of a better term, and pardon my French, um, being an asshole. Yet again, uh, on Sunday, he is in the final group with Harris English. at. Uh, so he was at 20 under. Harris English was at 18 under. And I believe it was the fifth hole where Bryson's tee shot was half out of bounds, half inbounds in a very weird spot. So they, of course, had to take six to seven minutes of time. Naturally. Figure that out naturally, of course. And then after the front nine, they were warned by officials their pace of play was too slow. And Harris English, doing the right thing, was doing everything in his power to speed it up, which affected his game negatively as he shoots a three over on Sunday. When if you look at the scores, all he had to do was shoot one over or better and he would have won. But no, because (laughs) Bryson can't play fast and he didn't care. So he just kept playing at his very slow pace. And Harris English felt like he had to keep picking up the slack. Which, by the way, didn't help Bryson either because no. he shot horrendously on Sunday. He sh- he ended up with plus four yep. on Sunday. So Even worse. I, it's did it like, really help you? I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't understand the point of it if it's not going to do anything good for you. And it sucks because he needs to realize his actions affect his playing partner. Yeah, it is now in your playing partner's head that he's got to pick up the pace when in reality, it wasn't his fault why it was slow in the first place. And it's just the worst part about it. We'll, we'll kind of get to later and I'll re-mention that's the worst part about it. Uh, but it's it just sucks, especially because Harris English was playing so well and has been on such yeah. a good kick right now of just really good golf. And he literally had a good chance to win. Oh, yeah. Arguably, all he had to do was shoot one over. Yeah, and we've seen him close out Sunday tournaments before, so it's not like we're, not, it's not like we're questioning his ability to do this. Like, we know he, he's able to do this mentally and physically. Yeah. And the only difference between this and any other tournament that he's won so far, I mean, it is an invitational, so the competition is a little higher, but usually the top of the leaderboard is – bigger names anyway mm-hmm. the only difference is that he was playing <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau and he was just playing at such a slow pace and clearly someone someone made a comment that got in Bryson's head because he didn't shoot a single thing better than par on the back nine he well, had bogeys and double he had a triple bogey I am just filled with glee that you brought that up because in fact somebody did say something that got into <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau's head and I it, Rick I'm actually gonna I'm gonna let you guess I know this is out of the blue I know you probably aren't going to get it because it's very random, obviously. What what do you think somebody would have said to a a Bryson DeChambeau that got into his head? Ed Boy Brooksy? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Was that after Uh, his water shot on 11? Because that was fantastic. I love that. uh, So, no, this uh, the one that that apparently he snapped. So, he, he had been hearing it all day, apparently. But the one where he snapped was on 17. Uh, after his tee shot on the 17th uh, tee, a female fan shouted yet again, Brooksy! Uh, <laughs> and he looked back in anger and disgust and said, good one. And then stormed <laughs> off like a child. Um, baby boy Bryson. Baby boy Bryson. And this is the part, to reiterate what I said a couple minutes ago, this is the part that sucks the most. Because... 
Harris English literally had a win ripped away from him because of the actions of his playing partner. And he still at the end of it comes to Bryson's aid on the whole Brooksy thing. When English was asked about the heckles that obviously he was also hearing all day. Cause he was his partner. Yeah. He goes, quote, it's not real fair for them to call him Brooksy a lot. Uh, it kind of sucks. And obviously he hears it and affects him a little bit. He doesn't like it. And I think that causes them to do it more. It just sucks that that's out here right now that they're trying to irk people like that. It's just unfortunate. Harris, there's no need for you to be the bigger person here. Zero need. He screwed you out of a win. Yeah. You don't need to come to his defense. I promise you, good buddy. Yeah. It's, it's um, unnecessary. <laughs> basically, what I'm getting out of this is that they're soft. And I think what we need to do in order to teach them what actual heckling and actual people being jerks and ruining, like, like actually affecting gameplay is we need to take them and we need to put them in Philadelphia <laughs> at an Eagles game. Oh, my God. When they're Ooh. playing the Cowboys at home. Yeah. I think that's what needs to happen for them to understand that what's going on right now with Bryson and Brooks and people calling him Brooks, he is nothing. That's so insignificant. Just don't listen. Just if block you're, it out if your head. You're, you're as good. You're a professional yeah. athlete. You're supposed to be mentally strong enough to not hear those things. You hearing those things is you wanting to hear those things. Exactly. And if he's as good as he thinks he is and he constantly says he is, then be that good. Yeah. Take the controversy. Use it as fuel. Reroute it. Be the athlete that you keep saying you are. Yeah. Don't just keep crying about it all the time. And the thing that bothers me the most about this whole situation, and hopefully this is the last topic of it we will have to discuss as far as today's episode is concerned, is the writer of this specific Golf Digest article, so that would be Shane Ryan, at the end of the article. And apparently a couple of calls like this have happened on Twitter. I did not know until now. Um, He says, the bullying is outrageous and unforgivable, and it might be past the point where anyone can control it, but it would be nice if someone, someone like Brooks Kepka, would try. What? What? That, That makes no sense at all. It makes no sense Nothing for any other golfer to do anything about it. Nothing about that makes sense. Right now, for every other, every other golfer on tour, that is a competitive advantage. It is. It is a competitive advantage. And the other thing that the PGA Tour has to look at it as is there's always going to be somebody that's hated in the sport. Everybody always. in football hates Tom Brady. Everybody in basketball that wants their team to do good hates LeBron. <laughs> like, every, everybody has a, a player that they hate and the team that they hate. And Bryson is that person. And they just need to let him be that person because in all honesty, what it's doing is bringing people and attracting people to the game of golf and getting people into the game of golf. I was at uh, Gina's brother's uh, Tom. We were at his house for um, like a little after party after uh, their son got christened yesterday mm-hmm. we were watching the, the golf round shout out to little t by the way shout out little t um for getting cleansed of whatever <laughs> I, I don't really know how christening works but um i know they put water on the baby heads. <laughs> but uh yeah, anyway one of my favorite so things that i've heard in my life <laughs> getting cleansed <laughs> I think that's what happened. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, go on. Um, so anyway, we're watching it, and Bryson is on eleven, 
and he's doing really well at this point. I think he was in the lead at this point, uh, if not in a close second. And um, Gina's dad doesn't understand why Tommy and I don't like Bryson DeChambeau. He's just not like, he just doesn't understand for some reason. So Bryson's on the tee box and he hits his first tee shot that goes into the water. Tommy and I turn to each other and we high five and start screaming and, and happiness basically. Cause we're like, this is great. This is exactly what we need him to do right now. And Gina's dad's like, he's, he's just so confused by this. And then Bryson goes and hits his next shot, which again, almost goes into the water, ends up in a bunker. Um, and Tommy and I again, turn to each other, high five. We're cheering like 10 years ago. You, you wouldn't see things like that because there's no one that's like hated to that point 10 years ago. No, we not all. Now no. that we can put as the villain, like you just got to ride with it. He set himself up for this. He did things along the way to put himself in the situation to be the villain. You can't now decide that you want to be the good guy. You can change. Yeah. But deep down, there's always going to be that little part of everybody that remembers what you did before. I think what really solidifies to me that he's the bad guy in this whole scenario is because this entire time he's wanted to be the good guy. Yeah. It's just by also being himself, he is inherently the bad guy, <laughs> which just, if that's who, if that's who you are, be who you are. I'll never judge. Except you just, you just win all the money you want. Win all the time. Awful dude. Want. I don't tell you. The, <laughs> the issue is that he's not just leaning into it. No, and he it would make it so to. much easier if he would just lean into it. And obviously that would put like more stress on him or whatever. But like you're not getting out of this. There's the only way you're getting out of this is by quitting golf. And I know you don't want to do that. So just lean into it. Ride it out. Call yourself Brooksy. That's the way that he can get people to stop if he wants to. Make it seem like it's not bothering him. No, nah, it's too late now. That's the the only thing is it's far too late now. You think this is something that's just gonna keep happening. Because I think, I think be, if he, I think if he, really sad. I think if for a while he just stops letting it bother him or visibly bother him, eventually it'll fade out. I'm not quite sure he has that in his DNA. I don't think he does either, but I think if it was possible for him to do that, that would be the way to go about it. It's just not let it visibly bother you. You can go home and cry into your driving range net that you have in your lawyer <laughs> for some reason. All you want. I don't care. Do whatever you want when you're not on camera. But when you're on camera, don't let it bother you. Don't let people see that it bothers you because that's just going to – I forget. I'm getting, like, flashbacks to something right now where this, like, mentors, like, don't let people see that it's hurting you because then basically it's just going to give them more fuel to keep hurting you. I have no idea. That might be from a movie. I'm not it is from sure. a movie. I'm pretty sure. I just can't put my finger on what it is right now. But that's basically what I'm saying is, like, don't let people see that it hurts you. And then eventually it'll fade out because they won't get enjoyment out of it. People do it now because they get enjoyment out of it. They get the reaction from him that they're looking for. And then they turn to their friends and they high five and they get on social media or whatever. If you stop acknowledging it, people aren't going to get that reaction and people are going to stop eventually. This is true. Um, <sighs> to summarize, Brooks Kepka or not Brooks Kepka, who uh, yes. Bryson D. Bryson DeChambeau literally swindled a win out of the hands of Harris English. And there was one man who was there to catch the falling trophy, Abraham Anser, uh, who is the second Mexican-born tour professional to win this year. Uh, the other was Carlos Ortiz at the Houston Open. Nice. Uh, he also goes into sixth place in the FedEx Cup. 
Big jump. And a career-high 11th in the world ranking. Ooh, okay. So congrats to Abraham Answer. Honestly, I didn't know that he jumped that high in the world golf rankings. So Yeah, I mean, he's always like in the badass. in the top 20 mix. So it doesn't shock me that he had the points. Um I was I wasn't expecting him to win this weekend. I will say that. Um I think we need to we need to outsource for our betting information because I was talking to Tommy while we were at his house and he turns to me and he goes, "This was back when Answer was still like in like fourth or fifth he was like I, right. put, I put five bucks on answer to win and i was like okay so i went on but i right i went on and i put five dollars you're like all right i'm just gonna do Why not? Not? <laughs> and then he ends up winning so uh we might be outsourcing we might be getting into sports betting we might um, need to be a hex across <laughs> across america hey uh, thanks guys stay tuned for that um but yeah uh, it was great to see him get his first win because we've seen him be so close so many times. And he's he's a good personality. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, causing any issues out there. He's not he's not making enemies out there. He's just out there to golf. And um, he gave a little kid a fist bump, which was pretty cool. I, don't, I couldn't tell if he was, like, annoyed a little bit by it or if, like, he was just, like, kind of brushing it off and going back to focus. Did you see that video? Yeah. The little kid that ran out. He didn't look annoyed. It was hard to tell. Like, I couldn't really tell yeah. what his facial expression was at the moment. Well, he was, I mean, he was probably trying to stay locked in because, I mean, he yeah. was at it. Obviously, he was a bit surprised at he, the fact that he was in the battle. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the 16th hole. Um, but because uh, he was asked after the round, like, did you think that you had a shot? And he said, quote, um, walking off 16, I couldn't believe I was tied for the lead. I felt like I'm, I was maybe four strokes behind. You just don't know what can happen out here, man. It's crazy. And it's true because as much as it was a crazy windy afternoon and it was wild, everything going on, um, but balls were dropping in water all over the place. English, oh, yeah. Bryson, Cam Smith, all of them found a whole bunch of water. Siwoo. Siwoo, which we will get into. <laughs> um, but like Abraham kept kept his nerve and avoided having to take drops like that shot a 68 where Harris English 73 Bryson DeChambeau 74 Cameron Smith 72 only guys he had to outlast were Matsuyama and Burns which he did in the playoff who went to two playoff holes um but yeah it was crazy that's for certain but I feel good for Abraham Answer being the second Mexican born to win on the tour this year and then also sixth in the FedEx and 11th yeah. in the world golf rankings all right yeah, I mean, if, if we've like said that. it once, we've said it a million times at this point, it's great to see the diversity in the leaderboards and the, and the world rankings. It's, it's great. It, it gives people of other countries reasons to pay attention to the PGA Tour. And then who knows? Maybe more people pay attention to the PGA Tour. Golf keeps growing. The European Tour gets bigger. Things just explode from there. Yep. Um, I did also want to shout out Hideki Matsuyama for the round of the weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, he had shot a 63 on Sunday, which I believe was the low round of the weekend. Yes. Uh, to put himself in a position to be in that playoff, which is insane because he was done like two hours before the playoff even happened. Which um, probably stinks. I think we've already gone over when that happens. He was like he was when you have the- already on a plane home. He was probably like, you know what? I'm probably going to get like fifth. Not too bad. I could have played better. Yeah. Which he is was like, probably like right. on his way to the airport. And they were like, hey, by the way, you're in a playoff. So get back to me right now. Um, yeah. So shout out to him for the low round of the weekend and shout out to Will Zalatoris. Uh, Owen Wilson uh, Jr. Owen Wilson Light. Yeah, Owen Wilson is Jr. <laughs> Owen Wilson Jr. Whatever. Uh, shout out to him for the nice round of the week. Nice. 
he shot a 69 on Sunday with love that uh, a double bogey to start it off. So good coming back on that one. Um, yeah. A couple it. more, a couple more shout outs here. Uh, Jordan Spieth T12. He's, st- he's still sticking around. Jordan Spieth. Can't get rid of this kid now. 71 on Thursday, then turns right back around 69, 63, 67. Uh, right on, man. Right I on. I love invitationals because of the leaderboard. Like, you look at the leaderboard and you're like, okay, all the big names are up at the top. And you're like, oh, wait, it's all big names. Uh, there wasn't even a cut this weekend. Um, yeah, they're just all there. Yeah, they're just there. Um, poor Siwoo. I didn't even realize that he just is off the map right now. Dude just dropped so far off the map. <laughs> she had such a bad weekend. So, um, Kevin Kisner <laughs> was 63rd this week. I don't know if you looked at this. Um, he was 63rd this week. He shot a plus nine on Sunday to finish with a plus nine. So he was even going into Sunday. And then that he sucks. Siwoo uh, Kim shot a plus eight, and he still did four strokes worse than Kevin Kisner did. Oh, dear. Um, Siwoo coming in last at plus 13. All thanks to a new record, which I don't think you get a trophy for this one. I don't think um, you do. No. I feel like you should. Something should happen. <laughs> Agreed. Maybe like um, his name, um, like on the hole somewhere. Like this is where Siwoo shot a 13 on on a par three. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. It hurts because of how many went into the water from the drop zone. Um, so what Rick is talking about is Siwoo Kim on Sunday stepped up to the tee box at the 11th hole, which is a 155-yard par three with an island green. Uh, his first tee shot ends up in the water. It's an island green. We get it. It makes sense. It's fine. Um, he then moves to the 96-yard shot at the drop zone. Uh, next shot, splashes. Next shot, water. Um, one after that, water. Um, <laughs> there's one more after that, um, water. water. So uh, five five balls in all hit water. Um Finally gets his next wedge shot right over the flag onto the back collar of the green. If there was no, or the back collar of the Island, if that Island was a bit shorter, that's six balls in the water. Oh yeah. He's done for. <laughs> oh goodness. It's good. Uh, yeah. Okay. And he ends up getting a 13 on the hole, just absolutely screwing himself. I feel like he did this earlier in the year. Am I wrong about that? Where You're he shot not, like a because on I also three? thought I was reading an article from a while ago didn't he shoot like a 12 on a par three earlier this year or something he did (laughs) it was the same situation it was an island green and he just kept splashing wasn't that a tpc it was it was was? okay i thought so i i I was having some deja vu when i heard about it you know i didn't actually see it happen but i was having some deja vu about it i was like didn't this already happen it, um, and, and the thing is, is like it, it it's only happened at TPC courses because they played this one at TPC Southwind. Yeah. So shout so, out to TPC courses. For, <laughs> so for making, I, I uh, will. Professional golfers look not as good. So bad. Oh, it's going to be. It's incredible. Uh, I will make a sweeping statement. I don't think Siwoo Kim is going to be investing in a pool for his backyard anytime soon. He might be scared of water. Uh you know, you know, the uh, one for that reason, particularly, you know, the scene from Waterboy where it's water sucks. It really, really sucks. That's uh, that's actually his ringtone now. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what he answers phone calls to now. Uh, but that's it sucks, but it's also really funny. Oh, yeah. 
Um, not just because it was Steve Wu, it happened twice to him in one season, which is even funnier. Uh, any <laughs> any of the golfers doing no this, laughing. it's funny to us. I'm still finding it hysterical. A uh, few more shout outs here. Matthew Wolf, um, pretty much haven't heard much about him since the absolute breakdown, the broken hand, the whole nines. Uh, but the sexiest man in golf is back. Uh, 64 Thursday, 70, 72, and then a 67 to wrap up seven under on the week in T17. Along with Phil Mickelson, who was also T17, I'm just saying, the other <laughs> sexiest man in golf. Uh, but he's big sexy. As you know, Matt Wolf is small in stature. <laughs> Phil is large. I feel like right. I didn't need to get into that. But either way. Um <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a little unnecessary, but we move on. <laughs> uh, another shout out would be to the most boss move of a golf week that I have yet to experience. Rory McIlroy shoots a, uh, what was it? Let's see here. Uh, shoots a 72 on Thursday, two over. So not awful, but obviously not what he wanted to do. And a lot of it was because of his short game, his chips, uh, he got 3.08 strokes around the greens on Thursday, which was the worst, the field worst. Chunked a lot, uh, was just getting under the ball, wasn't getting on the green where he wanted to put it. Uh, so when asked about it, he says, I got here with the lob wedge with a sole that I uh, was completely no good in Bermuda grass. I chunked a few chips on Thursday and I was like, I'm usually a pretty good chipper of the ball. I just went back to the sole that I've used before, especially that I've done well with on Bermuda grass. And it's been a little bit better around the greens the last couple of days, which is accurate because especially 366s. So yeah, 366s in a row. And uh, he got up and down around the green seven times in nine attempts on Friday and Saturday. And I'm not saying that there's a correlation, but on Thursday he had two bogeys and a double bogey in the following three days. He only had three collective bogeys. Exactly. So, uh, so what that proves is that when you have the ability to blame the equipment and you do it quietly, <laughs> good things might happen. That was my last money. Bryson moment. That was my last one. And then you have money to overnight a new club. Just overnighted a new 60 degree to himself. I can't even bring myself to spend the extra like $3 to take like five days off of the shipping like if oh, there's something that's that. supposed to come in like 10 to 12 days and i can pay like three dollars for it to be there in four to five i just i wait for 10 to 12 days the it's only like time that <laughs> i will pretty much constantly do the more expensive shipping to get here faster is around christmas and that's because i'm procrastinating that's buyer. Fair. oh yeah well yeah when yeah. you when you order the present a week before christmas then yeah get it there. when it's december 15th i have I still that. have yet to do I my shopping yeah times. Yeah, I think my greatest Christmas showing was uh, the one year I began my shopping on December 22nd. Nice. I know. I was impressed. I never want to do it again, but Pajamas. I was impressed. What was that? Pajamas. Pajamas. <laughs> Everybody, Come gets on, pajamas. pajamas. <laughs> Everybody got pajamas out here. <laughs> Come on, pajamas. <laughs> she said pajamas. I heard pajamas. <laughs> what she meant was pajamas. I got her. <laughs> pajamas <laughs> Bert Kreischer for anyone who is not understanding that reference go watch it highly suggest uh, watching that uh but yeah just very boss move from Roy Ra from Roy oh, yeah. McElroy just buying himself uh, well not obviously buying but like shipping himself a club overnight so 
You think that's more boss than Kevin Na walking in a chip this weekend? No, no, because that's <laughs> that's cold. That's cold blooded. That's cold blooded right there. But also on top of that, Kevin Na also got what a twelve on a hole, an eleven. What was it? No, he was just so um, he posted him and Siwoo were flying home together, I guess, um, on the same flight. And I believe it was earlier this year. It might have been less recently, uh, but he did shoot a 16, I believe, on a par four. Uh, so let me bring up the, the post here. Oh, uh, Kevin Na posted a picture of him and Siwoo. Uh, Siwoo is holding up a three because his was on a par three. And Kevin is holding up a four because his was on a par four. Uh, Kevin Na says, at PGA Tour, highest par three score ever, 13 today by Siwoo Kim official. And highest par four score ever by me, 16, with a laughing face emoji. Hashtag not a record to hold. Hashtag PGA Tour. So we have an at at the PGA Tour and a hashtag at the PGA Tour. Just really making sure they get it. Yeah, definitely making sure they get it. (laughs) Doubling down on that one. He says, he finishes it off with, we needed John Daly on this flight for the highest par five score, which I find hilarious. (laughs) I love that he just brings up John Daly out of the blue. It's incredible. (laughs) Um, also, Valera Texas Open, I believe, is where he shot the 16. Right on. Um, yes, uh, and for those of you looking at the uh, St. Jude leaderboard and going, Kevin Nah, Kevin Nah didn't play. He's not yeah, on the leaderboard. In fact, he did, because like we said at the beginning of the episode, two events this week. Uh, the Barracuda Championship, which, by the way, was Stapleford scoring. For those of you that don't know what Stapleford is, Stapleford is a system where your score that hole equates to points. So I believe for the PGA system, it was a par is one point. A birdie was three, I think. Right? Um, I don't remember. Let me see if it's on here. I know for us bums, it's usually a bogey is a point. So um, a double bogey or more is minus three. A bogey is minus one. A par is zero. A birdie is two. An eagle is five. And a double eagle is eight. And that's how they scored this week. All right, right on. Well, Eric Van Royen, the wonder boy out of South Africa, 50 points on the weekend, which I think is incredible. I love looking at this leaderboard because you look at it and you're like, plus 50. How in the world <laughs> did he win this? Now tournament? hold, he went now plus hold the phone on Sunday. There's no way. I don't understand. And then he's horrible. Not, <laughs> um, shout out to uh, let's see, um, Parker McLaughlin of USA, who, if scoring was normal, would have had a pretty good weekend at minus eleven. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. Obviously, he didn't because it was Stableford. Obviously, so it was Stableford, and it was not great. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to Eric Van Royen. Um, another first winner on the PGA Tour. Um, so, two first-time winners this week, which is great to see. Um, Van Royen became a dad, I believe it was, like, a few weeks ago No, Like, three weeks ago or something like that, he became a dad. And then now he gets his first win on tour. So, shout-out mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, so uh, when he was asked about, like, obviously how awesome it was to win for the first time and what he did to get there, he said, I just stayed patient. I saw that Andrew Putnam got off to a really, really quick start. He was 45 points early on, and there's really nothing I could do about that. I've got to put one foot in front of the next. And I did that, and then the eagle on eight was a massive boost. So I got to ask you, in 
obviously from Van Royen's answer, he was leaderboard watching. Yeah. If you were in this scenario, would you leaderboard watch or would you just focus on what you're doing? Uh, I get distracted pretty easily, so I probably would be leaderboard watching. I think Stableford's a little bit different than normal stroke play because mm-hmm. in stroke play, a stroke can mean like a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like in this situation, it can mean a lot. Like, for example, if we were in the situation of, um, of say, I guess Bryson, we'll, br- we'll bring him up because his is the best example. He had the, he had the double bogey or the triple bogey on, on hole 11. If he just pars that, he gets zero points and he's fine. But with his double bogey or more, he gets minus three points, yeah. which is huge. Um, I love Stableford just because of the fact that it is a different scoring system and because of the fact that you can have a really bad hole and then a really good hole back to back, and it either evens out or you're even in the lead, depending on how good your good hole was. Like if you yeah. get a bogey and then you get an eagle or a birdie, you've made up your set. Yeah. Way like more points. Usually yeah. the bogey's only like a, a minus one or something like that. So, and it totally changes the idea of trying to just go par par and get your birdies yeah. while you can because of the fact that a par is zero. Par gets yeah, you nothing. Exactly. So you might as well go for the big points. You know? Yeah. So like Van Royen and Putnam might have had like similar stroke totals. I don't I don't know exactly what their stroke totals were for the whole weekend. But if Van Royen is three points behind him, but only one stroke behind him, that's a huge difference in how you play that hole. Oh, it's massive. Um, so again, we've said this before when they did match play. I think they should include this more often makes it fun Completely makes agree. it more interesting yeah. to watch do it with these lower level tournaments do it with the john deere do it with the barracuda do it with like all this other stuff even if you want to try to do it at, like pebble beach or something that would be interesting because, it's fun yeah it's really fun especially it gives these guys who are first time winners a lot of confidence and this is maybe if it was stroke play this might not be an event that van royan wins yeah uh but because it was uh, the non-invitational Stapleford event, he was able to get his win. I mean, also it kind of helps when you uh, make an Eagle six birdies and a bogey and on, on Sunday, that's kind of yeah. nice. But, uh, <laughs> kinda, kinda, I think that's good. I think it's all right. But speaking of uh, FedEx cup jumps, he went from 139th to 78th. Ben Royan. Yeah. What was his first number? 139th. That's outside of the cut line, correct? It is outside of so the cut he's line. Inside, so he's propelled himself yeah. into the FedEx Cup playoffs at a perfect time in the season. Oh, yeah. Late season, perfect time to get that jump. Uh, sure. So congratulations to him. Uh, don't really have anything else on the Barracuda. But there was other important golf that had happened over the week, though. Arguably more important. Way more important because this solidifies that the USA owns golf. You're all welcome. That's two gold medals, baby. As Nelly Corda, we knew we could rely on one of the sisters, gets the gold in the Olympics. I love it. She was on fire. She was on fire. On fire the whole time. Now uh, on, good. on the fourth day, it wasn't as fire as the other day. She just went two under in the fourth round. Um, however, she does wrap it up with the uh, 18 under to solidify the win and hold off um, – Oh, who was it that she held off? Was it Lydia? Mon Monet Inami. Eh. 
was in second place uh, gets the silver. Um, but yeah, she wraps up with a 17 under. Uh, she was uh, followed by also uh, Lydia Ko she getting the bronze. bronze. I thought I thought she was silver. Oh, was- oh, right. I think they did. They do it. Were they doing shared medals for golf? If they have know. the same score, I don't know. Because her and Inami both had 16 unders. I didn't know if they shared medals. I don't think. No, they, they do. Though. They do playoff because the men did the right. Playoff. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I saw her with a silver medal. Yeah. OK, so maybe she won the playoffs. So Lydia Ko gets the silver medal, which is awesome. Uh, and of course, Nellie Corda always got to have faith in one of the Corda sisters to get it done. And she did like the champion. She is her sister ended up coming in 15th with nine under, um, which is still awesome either way. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we have two gold medals for the United States in golf. Take that world. <laughs> Boom. Scottish sport, my ass. Welcome to the States, baby. <laughs> we do everything better. <laughs> do everything better. And you know what's going to even happen even more better? It's the Ryder Cup. Not Brian Coming English. for you. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was – I wanted that to go better than it did. Even more uh, better? And shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You would, you would think having a communications degree would help you me with these things. You know how to communicate. I still don't. I still don't. And you want to know what? That's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. It's fine. I'm fine. Um, Everything's fine. But, yeah. I Two golds. United yeah. States. I mean, the big difference. Boom. The big difference being no one thought Xander was going to win. Nobody uh, of the four of the four uh, USA men's golfers that were there, he was the last that people thought were gonna, was going to win. Uh, Nelly, I don't think there was ever a doubt that she was going to win. I think even going into the first round, everyone was like, "Yeah, she's probably going to win this." It's basically a fight for the silver at this point, and she leaned into it, and she basically made that exactly what happened. Um, she started off in completely dominant fashion and didn't let up; just kept her foot on the gas. Um, at least until the last round, but even still, two unders not bad. No, it it gets the job done. She just knew what she needed to do to get the job done, and yeah. she just did that. Which is incredibly mature for a twenty three year old. Incredibly mature for a twenty yeah. twenty three year old. I mean, I can't even try to stay that mentally focused in pressure situations that aren't even pressure situations. I can't even hit a first tee shot when I'm at a club where no one's there. I'm stressed. No one's immediately. On the I'm stressed. <laughs> No one's watching. Nobody cares either. But I'm the only person on the course, and I can't hit a first tee shot. <laughs> uh, yes, but I was for a little bit there. I was like, maybe Lydia Ko might make a run at it. But, oh, I mean, still silver. I'm not going to say only silver sitting here in my grandparents' house like I'm an Olympic athlete. Yeah. <laughs> what um, a loser. <laughs> <laughs> only got silver. <laughs> you're watching, like, the uh, the gymnastics and somebody falls or whatever, and you're like, ha. Huh? bum while i'm eating potato chips <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i feel while watching the olympics but you know hey it is what it is uh there are a lot of olympic sports that are made for guys like me and one of those is curling okay i want to do that so bad you've never been curling no i want to try so it so fun. bad so 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 I really fun i want to try it highly suggested uh also have you seen what the olympic uh team for the united states curling is it just looks like a bunch of dads. Dude, just a bunch of dads that were just like trying to get away from the wives for a weekend and whoopsies themselves into the <laughs> yeah, Olympics. <laughs> the Olympics curling. <laughs> and then winning gold. 
<laughs> ah, God. I love curling so much, but I do have to wait. At least, what is it? Six months until the Winter Olympics? Six months? I thought it was two years. No, wait. Uh, Isn't winter... it every two years is an Olympics and every four years is like one of the seasons? Yeah, but remember, these Olympics were screwed because they're supposed to be. Oh, right. 20... We're yeah. off a whole year. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So Beijing 2022 is still in 2022. Oh, we're going to <laughs> Beijing again? Why do they get to go again? Didn't Beijing host a uh, summer Olympics? I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. So now they get sure a, now the they get a winter one. Sonic at the Olympic Games and it was in Beijing. Yeah. Now they now they get a winter one. That's rude. It just seems like we could have gone somebody. I, the world is a very large place. I don't know if yeah. you know this. Pennsylvania exists. <laughs> <laughs> Where in PA are you putting the Winter Olympics? I gotta um, ask. I don't know. That's a good question. Springmount. Intercourse. <laughs> Not Spring Mountain. <laughs> yeah, could, you, could you imagine <laughs> the Olympics at Intercourse PA? And that's on like t shirts. <laughs> Intercourse 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, it had the five rings and it say Intercourse 2022. Oh my gosh. It's, we need to start. Can we get a like a Tokyo GoFundMe 2020. for that? Yeah, bring, uh, bring, bring the Olympics to Intercourse PA. Trust me. You're going to want it there. We should. Um, <laughs> I find myself far too. That'd funny. be the most watched Olympics of all time. It might. It might, especially if like the uh, the thing We're on the TV. They would sell. Oh my god, I'd buy so much merch. <laughs> and like even like if the TV uh, guide thing only is like uh, it just says like intercourse 2025 or something like that 2024, <laughs> it's like, huh? I feel like I need to watch that. <laughs> and, and it's curling. It's like, huh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Not what I expected, not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, not what I wanted, but uh, I am going to stick around. So <laughs> I'm definitely watching this. <laughs> all righty. Um, other than that, I don't have anything else golf news related unless you have anything. Um, I'm golfing three times next week, so that's fun. Well, that's what we're about to get into. Let's get into that two-man scramble time. Uh, And my first question for you, Rick, is I just came off a golf trip and you are about to come off not or go on, uh, not specifically a golf trip, but you will be golfing three times. I will be in the span of a week, which I'm super excited about. Where are you going, my dude? What's the trip? I'm going to Disney World. Uh, Unfortunately, I did not just win the Super Bowl, but I am going to Disney World. Uh it's going to be great. We're golfing three times, me and Tommy, with a variety of people. One day we're golfing with Gina and Ange. The other day we're golfing, I think two days we're golfing with uh, Gina's dad and Bobby will be joining us, I believe, for one or two of the days. Um, so, going to have a pretty packed group. Uh, hopefully like I can house. bring it. Uh, I haven't been able to golf a lot recently with work. Um, the heat and everything just destroys me and I have no energy to go do anything. Uh, except for lay in bed. So it'll be nice to actually get out and play multiple times. Uh, I did just order more CBD because I will need it. Oh, for sure. While I'm down there. Yeah. Otherwise I'll die. Um, But yeah, I haven't looked at any of the courses yet, which I think is frustrating Tommy a little bit because I think he wants to talk about it and I haven't looked at it yet because I want to be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) See, that was the first thing I did when uh, our courses were announced. I immediately looked them up just to see how bad it was actually going to be for me. Yeah, see, I know I know a lot of them are shorter, though, 
um they're not like super long courses so i'm not too worried about that but like as far as pictures and stuff like that like i don't want to see any of the, any of the pictures or anything like that oh because, yeah you want to you want like the shock value like yeah well there. like for example one of the courses that we're going to is usually 99 dollars around but they're aerating the greens the week that we're there so tommy got us around for 25 bucks yeah, but the aerated greens. So, like, I don't want to look at the pictures of it and be like, this is gorgeous, and then see the aerated greens and be like, okay, this isn't what right. I, you yeah. know what I mean? So, like, I'm not, like, obviously, I don't really care, like, too much because. A $99 round being $25. Yeah, it's, it's like a quarter greens. of the price. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care if the greens are aerated. I'll just give myself a two-putt on every hole. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but like, so, like, we're doing that. Uh, we're doing the robo cart for the one round. Uh, I think Gina and Andrew are going to be there for that one. So Gina's really excited about that. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Explain I'm to the, explain to the folks what the robo cart is. Yeah. So the robo cart is basically uh, your own personal caddy to an extent. So it's like a push cart, except for it's robotically controlled. So you have a little uh, receptor that goes basically just like on your belt loop or whatever. Uh, and it sends a signal to the cart, and it's like, we're going this way. And the cart follows. So the cart just like wheels itself behind you. And then whenever you need it to stop, you just click off the switch, which I will forget to do probably more than two handfuls of times, if I'm going to guess. I give uh, it that cart makes it on the green accidentally at least. I'm setting the line at six and a half. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, actually, I would be. It's only nine-hole course, so it's not going to be. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to set the line at four and a half then. Okay. Yeah, so it's only a nine-hole course, so that should help uh, help me out a little bit. But I will forget to turn it off multiple times, especially oh, if I sure. lose the ball in the woods. Oh, my God. I turn, I'm, like, I'm like a half mile in the woods, and I turn around, and my cart's just like. Insert R2-D2 noise. <laughs> yeah, pretty much pretty much what's going on. Uh, that I wouldn't be shocked if that happened at least once. It's incredible. Um, but oh, yeah, man. we're golfing three times. Uh, it is spread out, thankfully, so I won't be doing three days in a row like you guys did uh, last weekend, right? Last weekend it was? Uh, yeah, three rounds in a row. Um, yeah, so we won't be doing that. Uh, the first round, I believe, is on Monday, and then the next one, I think, is on Thursday, I want to say, and then maybe Saturday again. Uh, I could be wrong on those, but they're, they're spread out enough that I should be all right. But then still walking 25, 30,000 steps around Disney every day is going to be uh, it's a lot. Enough. That so, is a lot. Uh, CBD will be my best friend. As it we, should be. Uh, as well as caffeine. Lots yes. Of lots of caffeine. Need the caffeine. Also, no free ads, but like if any uh, CBD like oil company wants to like sponsor us, I will because use it we day. have. I do aches and pains I have everywhere. My, I have my CBD freeze is next to me right now. Yeah, I, I I had to rock the bio freeze for at least five days in a row after my golf trip. It yeah. was so bad. I bet. So bad. My lower back is still a bit tight. Like, I think I'm going to go, like, see a chiropractor. I got back from work today, and we talked about this before we got on. I got back from work today, and I was so tired and my body was so sore. I just threw the CBD on my lower back, and I took a nap, <laughs> and I woke up, and my back was, like, fine. It is amazing. It's incredible. So no free ads, but like, but this is kind of but like, kind of, kind of like but we yeah. support you, you support us type of deal. That'd yeah, be great. Fact. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. I will definitely be posting on the story. We'll definitely be, um, hopefully making a few posts. We'll be posting stuff with Tom from hacks across America, hack across America. I was at the S you always um, had the S that's okay though. I'm I used to do that every time too. And then I, and then Tom yelled at me. So, 
That's fair. He hasn't yelled at me yet, but he probably will now. <laughs> he probably will now. That's fine. Um, I want a free hat. That was pretty cool. Look at you go. Yeah, I didn't get it yet. Tom told me he was going to give it to me yesterday, and he didn't. Um, well, what the heck, Tom? Yeah, I it, I mean, it was his son's christening, so I wasn't going to be like, hey, how about that free hat that you owe me? Um, it would have been really funny if you did, though. Hey, so like that's all cool and all about your son and everything, but uh, that hat, what was the worst word on that? So, yeah, if you guys aren't following Hacker House America, go do that because some of the content that we post next week will – be on there as well and it might not match up so you might get some good stuff so go follow them also if you don't already yeah man uh so stay in tune with that we got one more thing in the two-man scramble here another fan question uh so you are in a four-man scramble not the two-man scramble a four-man scramble uh with a deceased golfer a retired golfer and a current golfer pick your three golfers to join you and where do you play oh that's tough I'm going to, I'm going to, do you want me to go first? You can, yeah. Okay. So for the deceased golfer, I'm going with Payne Stewart just because of the pants. Fair. The, the man's outfit game, 10 out of 10. I'm basically just trying to raid his closet at that point. Uh, for the retired golfer, I'm going John Daly. Let's get hammered. Just He's have an absolute. He still plays. Well, like, retired from the tour, though. I'm assuming that was the the question. He's on the Champions Tour. Is that, are we counting that? I mean, he's still playing. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. In that case, let me rework this. Um, you want to know what? I'll go, I'll go, uh, shoot. Hmm, I'll go Gary Player. Just, uh... Just because I love the commercials for PXGs, where he's just screaming. Okay, that's fair. He's, we have the best clubs! And you're like, well, Gary, Gary, okay? <laughs> breathe, breathe. <laughs> uh, so I might just need to ask him why he feels the need to scream. And then uh, for my current golfer, I am going to go with X. Okay. I just, I, I got I to gotta see all the USA merch you got, and I just want to see the gold medal so bad. Uh, so those are my three golfers. I'm going with uh, Payne, uh, Payne Stewart, Gary Player, and Xander Shoffley. There you go. So who do you got, my friend? Uh, I will be going with my deceased golfer as Walter Hagen. Nice. I wear, I wear a lot of his clothes. You do. He is um, a really good golfer. So there's that. Uh, retired golfer. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with. Arnold Palmer. He's still alive. Arnie right? Palmy alert. He's still alive, right? Pretty sure. He's still alive. I think so. Did Arnold Palmer die? Pretty sure he was at the Arnold Palmer this this year. Nope. He he's dead. Oh darn it. Okay. 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's awkward. Yeah. Um retired golfer. Who was your retired golfer that you did? My retired golfer was Gary Player. Gary player. I don't want to do Jack Nicholas because I feel like he's not a good time. Um, I, f- I don't want to do Nick Faldo because I feel like he would just talk about himself all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, he could go or any else. Uh, he does. Does he still play on the championship? Tour? He does still play on the championship. Jeez. He just won't let it die. Willie. 
No, he will not. Um, he's up there. He's up there too. Him, VJ Singh, they're there all the time. They love. Hey, it. why not? Oh no, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, uh, I think you might have to go, Sir Nick Faldo. I know I might have to. He's the only, only, only good one that I got right now. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll go Nick Faldo. Um, hopefully, he doesn't talk too much about himself during the round. Um, and then current golfer. Obviously, I would love to golf with Brooks, but I feel like that's not the vibe we got going with Walter Hagen and uh, yeah. Nick Faldo. You want to keep the so, vibe right. Yeah, so I think if we're going vibe-wise, vibe, vibe wise, let's go with uh, Ian Poulter. Love the Ian Poulter pick. I just I like – uh, I think that would be a pretty good vibe out on the course with them three. I like when Ian Poulter just commentates on himself and how <laughs> bad he's playing. It's like, hey, thanks, like buddy. The, like the little clip at the beginning of our show. Yes, like the beginning of our episode. Where he says that's so bad, it's good. Uh, pretty much our entire golf game. Uh, but speaking of our entire golf game, Rick, good luck to you at Disney World, my friend. Uh, because Rick will be at Disney World uh, for next week's episode, we are going to be missing next week's episode. Just to let you all know, we'll remind you on the social. Um, but we will not have an episode dropping next week. So you'll have to wait an extra week for episode 32. But, but that just builds I'm, the excitement. I mean, I don't does. know. And if you really want our content, you can either re-listen to old episodes because they're still funny. Listen to it on another app. That's what I'm if saying. you listen to us on Spotify, just listen to it on Apple. Throw it on and Apple Music. Leave five stars. If you're not going to leave five stars, we don't want it. Don't bother. Yeah. Don't bother if it's not five stars. Uh, and then also, just hop on the story on the social. That is at from the tips underscore pod on Instagram. The story is going to be popping. The post. Tell your friends to follow us. Even All if- you got to do is... If they Hit like the Disney, follow, follow us. If they like golf, follow us. If they like me, look like an idiot, follow, follow us. us. If they like Happy all of those America, things, follow us. All of those things are happening. So follow. So do it. Duh. Figure Just it out. Do Just it. Do it. <laughs> uh, yes. And on that note, thank you to Shia LaBeouf. And thank you, the listener, for listening to episode 31 of From the Tips. Thanks, guys. See you later.